Hey, this is Bez Stone. And this is Freya Dietrich. And welcome to the Infinite Relating Podcast. Okay. Hi, everybody. Here we go. Episode two. <laughs> welcome. It's like our second date with the world. <laughs> and we're just as nervous as we would be on a second date. But, or I am. I'll speak for myself. I'm excited. I'm feeling excited. I don't know. I don't think dating. I've never been a big dater, not to get off topic, but I think, I don't know when I went out on my first like actual date. Like I tended mm. to like go to parties, hook up with people, hook up with my friends, you know, not like go, go on a formal date. So really infinite relating. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> In its That's infancy. True. That's true. <laughs> I know it's been a lifelong thing. Well, we're really excited to be back and Infinite Relating, since we last talked in episode one, has really continued to be inspiring people. Like, people come up to us all the time, um, continually, more and more, you know, asking about it, having read about it, having heard about it, feeling a lot of resonance with it. And we're also hearing some potential misunderstandings of Infinite Relating that we wanted to clear up. And there are things that we even, you know, sort of struggled with ourselves, or maybe still do, um, throughout this process. So we wanted to have today's episode theme be what infinite relating is and what it isn't yes yeah yeah I think I think we've all I feel like you and I both have been having some discomfort this week and it seems to be Mm -hmm. a theme in our community of like having discomfort with our feelings and like what should I be feeling yeah and um and just like moving through some challenging things I'm like is this okay and infinite relating and the thing is it's all infinite relating. Right. There is no shit. That's the right. whole point. Yeah, whole exactly. Point. Cool. Do you want to... We'll just go in this order, huh? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to do the first one that's, to me, really been super prominent. It's probably the first thing I hear when I talk to people about infinite relating and they say, oh, I couldn't do that or I want to do that, is that they think that um, infinite relating means being polyamorous. Or we even think for ourselves. It's we do sometimes think that for ourselves. Okay, thank you, yeah. Frave, always for the vulnerability check. Yeah. Um, yes. So the first one is infinite relating is not any specific relationship style. It is not necessarily poly, but it could be. Yes. And yeah, like Freya's saying, this has been an issue for both of us because like we talked about in our previous episode, we both entered into infinite relating as solo poly people both happening to identify with with polyamory to some degree, but in our version it was solo poly, which means um, I'm my primary partner and I have a lot of sort of, or as many as I happen to have at that time, (laughs) sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's a little, relationships that could all, you know, be of different depths and different qualities, uh, but that at the end of the day really comes back to me. It's like I don't have a primary partner, I don't have a nesting partner, like like I have me as a primary partner. So that was how both of us came into infinite relating. And then for me very quickly and for Freya, you know, at different, these different paces, like we ended up with partners. <laughs> and so it's been um, something that like Freya saying, we've confronted too, in terms of, you know, thinking that um, infinite relating means polyamory and that if we're not being super poly, that we're doing infinite relating wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And not even that we thought it was poly, but we thought it was like, um, kind of like relationship anarchy solo mm-hmm. poly like we had this uh, expansive idea of not necessarily what it was for everyone but what that meant for us yeah and and I think we're learning that like what it is for us is constantly evolving yeah yeah totally so infinite relating does not mean polyamory per se it could but it really means 
like getting, um, allowing each relationship to be what it is. And so that could be that the relationship is monogamous. It could be that it's um, monogamous right now, but might be changing. It could be evolving in a direction we don't know. You know, that's, that's what's exciting and fun about it to me. But it definitely isn't, it isn't synonymous with polyamory. So that's the first thing that it's not. Yeah, yeah. And what it is instead, um, like we were just saying, is like allowing the relationship to be what it is and trusting that through me paying attention to myself deeply and what, what I'm feeling, what, what my desires are, what matters to me, what my values are, um, paying attention to the relationship deeply and having my partner do the same, that we will, uh, we, we used the word steward earlier when we were talking, mm, and Frey really yeah. liked that word, so we'll, ta- we'll say the word steward. We will steward and guide <laughs> this relationship <laughs> into the form that it wants to be. And in that way, it's not like any other kind of creative process to me. Like, I'm a writer, I'm a musician, um, I'm working on a novel, so everybody knows. Just became a DJ, very exciting, <laughs> had my first gig this weekend. And the whole creative process to me is very similar to what infinite relating is, is it's, you know, sort of half my will and my shaping of a project, a a writing piece, for example, and half just letting it happen because anyone who's ever done a creative endeavor knows there's only so much control that we have. Yeah. You know, we show up, we do our best, we have our good practices, um, we follow you know, like our desire and what feels right for us. And also it's like leaving space for the, for the magic to unfold of also like, what does it want to be? Yeah. It feels it's, it's tapping into flow state, like the Mm. flow state that, yeah. Musicians, artists, athletes, like, you know, that, that like when you let go of all stories and ideas of like your conscious mind guiding it, you're just like dropping into like, Oh, all I have to do is kind of surrender and be present to what is. And in that space, like, I think the thing that's been really helpful is like, it's a surrender while also staying attuned to your experience. Yes. So you're not getting lost in it. Like there's a, yeah, there's a surrender without getting, without losing your truth, your center. Totally. Yeah. Right. And finding that moving target, that sweet spot of when is it time to um, sort of have a boundary or state my need or, um, you know, guide and direct this, this relationship a little bit. And when is it time to really just let go and let it be, sort of let it take the reins? Yeah. And I feel like we've been having some really good discussions in our community about, um, like, the spectrum of what is monogamy versus what is polyamory Mm. or relationship relationship anarchy. And it's been really helpful to feel like, at this moment in time, I identify here. Like, we identified as solo poly before. And then now we're moving into hierarchical. And, And so trusting that, like, our relationships, if we want to, if we identify with monogamy and that that's what we think we're forever going to be great, but we can also be, we can also attune to like, maybe I feel like monogamy right now in this relationship. Like I want deep dive with you. I want extra security building. I want to see what's here before we let outside energies in. And to me, it feels safer to know that that's not a forever choice. Mm -hmm. Like this is what present Freya is really feeling. I don't know what future Freya is going to want. She might want to go like wild and crazy again and be fully expansive. But to, to know that each of us personally gets, get to move on that spectrum from monogamy to like relationship anarchy and all the different, all the different nuanced ways you can access that. And us as a relationship, we get to co-create and kind of, you know, like 
keep checking in, to keep checking in with herself, keep checking in with the relationship where we're at and how we want that to be. And I feel like that feels really important for people who are like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do infinite relating because I think it means I have to be expansive. Right. But it's like, no, you, it's the, the key is at all times you're staying, you're staying attuned to yourself and your experience. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So true. And I think like we've talked about a lot with each other and we will on this podcast that infinite relating really is about getting rid of any should. Yeah. So any relationship should. And I know that the different relationship shoulds are specific to each community. So like I would say in general, you know, America, which is where we are, um, there is a bias, a heavy bias toward monogamy. Um, you know, very small percentage of the population is ethically non-monogamous, despite the fact that a larger percent of the population is unethically <laughs> non-monogamous and what people call cheating. But um, yeah, so America in general, culture, dominant culture has a bias towards monogamy so in certain communities depending on where you live or you know what communities I've been involved in to be open to being poly felt like breaking the should like the should is you know you whatever like the Disney story you know you meet the guy and you fall in love and then you get married it's happily ever after and it's just the two of you and to want anyone else or even be attracted to anyone else or run sexual energy with anyone else um you know is wrong you shouldn't do that and so for in that kind of mindset it's important to know that infinite relating could mean poly. It could mean anything. You know, yeah. it could mean celibacy. It could mean shifting into friendship and then shifting back into romance. And, you know, it's really just allowing, like Freya said, like whatever, whatever wants to be to be. Yeah. And then when you're in sort of countercultures, we're in the Bay Area and like there's a heavy bias actually in our community towards poly. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's, I've, I have friends and even, you know, we'll talk, get more personal in a second maybe, but who have um, the should around, well, if I was really cool, if I was really conscious, if I was really spiritual and, you know, doing personal growth and pushing my edge, I would be poly because poly is like the more evolved and making finger quotes over here (laughs) way of relating. And so that we've learned and want to share is just another should. Like it's it's the same as the dominant culture saying, oh, monogamy is the way. And then the kind of counterculture is like, no, poly is the way. And yeah, I remember at one point, I've gone through tons of different, you know, 10, the last 10 years, I really have devoted, or maybe even a little bit more, devoted my life to exploring sexuality and have gone through all kinds of phases of, you know, super slutty phase, super celibate phase, super kinky phase, community, lots of, you know, community exploration of sexuality. And I remember when I was exploring kink more, one of my friends and I were joking that the new kink was being vanilla. (laughs) I love that. And like that, that was like the really edgy thing to do was like, how about you get married and like be a housewife? It's like, oh my God, that is like so kinky. Right. Because, you know, and like this in, in our, in all these subcultures. So, so the should also can extend to whatever your specific, like, um, group and community thinks a relationship should be like yeah you know or how you should act in a relationship and I feel like the way you kind of access to like where those stories is like where are you feeling self-judgment where are you feeling guilt where are you feeling shame Mm. um where are you like feeling suffering from like or telling yourself that you should be feeling something that you're not 
Right. And that I think or is want like, something you don't. Or want something you don't. Yeah. Or yeah, like I should be okay that my partner wants to go on a date because I'm poly or because I'm whatever, because that's the woke thing to do, right? right. It's like, yeah, no, I'm cool. I want you to love everybody. I have compersion. Right. Um compersion is like feeling the joy and pleasure that um your partner or friend receives, like empathetic um pleasure. And yeah, like there's this idea that in in this community, our, one of our like idea or one of our cultural norms is that we're supposed to be um, have compersion and never feel jealousy. Yeah, and and that's that's not true. Like we're still we're humans practicing this, and we're gonna have all of the feelings. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and I think that's part of like what's what's been arising this last couple of weeks is like feeling these like these judgments and this like. Mm-hmm. challenge and suffering of like, oh, I'm not supposed to be feeling this because I'm in infinite relating now. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's, this is all a part of it. This is actually infinite relating is making space for all of the feels that, that arise, like acknowledging that they're all very true and valid. And that is what guides us. And that's what guides our relationship. I think we should go into the next one. Okay. I feel like that's a good segue. All right. Um, Cause this is another one we hear all the time or that I hear all the time. I heard it today. This morning from a friend who texted me who's having a hard time. And, you know, people will say things like, um, I, you know, something happened and they're like, well, I'm trying to do infinite relating, so I know that I shouldn't care. I should just let whatever happen. Right, yeah, I'm not supposed to, yeah, I'm not supposed to have feelings, or I'm not supposed to have jealousy. I'm not supposed to have needs. I'm not supposed to have, like, requests or desires. Or or the, the ones I'm having aren't aren't valid because they're not open and they're not loving but it's like no like it's it's coming back to self in my experience if I'm feeling jealousy that is that is a real and necessary experience to tell me something about myself to tell me a need that I have and maybe that need is just expressing it like maybe it's just saying like I'm uncomfortable I'm like I'm open to this idea I'm open to an idea of you know us expanding our relationship or you having this encounter with another person but I'm having these feelings, and it's really challenging. I feel fear. I feel um, anxiety. I feel like I'm going to lose you, like there's fear of abandonment. And allowing that to, like, sometimes, like, instead of, like, because I felt, actually, I felt it. I felt it this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had that judgment of, like, no, I'm supposed to be cool. Especially, like, mm-hmm. I am, you know, I am the infinite relator. I'm supposed to be cool. I'm supposed to be open. And um, the people I love, I met them as open relators. And so mm-hmm. I'm supposed to love them exactly as they are. And I do, I do love them exactly as they are. And I also get to have my jealousy and my fear and my anxiety. Um, and so acknowledging that and, and owning it, like my jealousy is my jealousy. My partner, my lover isn't responsible for it, but they're my co-creator in this experience. So I don't want to withhold that information. I don't want to protect them from it. Um, but I want to own it as like, okay, this is, I'm having this reaction. I'm having jealousy. I'm having fear. I'm having anxiety. Like, can we explore this together? Or can you hold it for me? And like, and then, and I can even, and then when I'm, when I do that, I actually get to tap into what is my need here? Maybe Mm -hmm. my need is just to say it out loud, just to let them know, like, yeah, I feel, I still feel really comfortable with whatever you're going to do, but I just need you to know that I'm having this challenge and that might be enough. Or it might be like, actually, I, I need this to be a little bit, I need you here. I need you physically present. I need you to kind of hold space with me. Or can we, can we be a little bit more exclusive in this day, week, month, whatever, Mm -hmm. like acknowledging like all of these, all of these options are valid. Yeah. Whatever, whatever is coming, whatever is feeling true. It's, 
that is that is infinite relating. I don't want us to avoid jealousy. I don't want us to avoid hard feelings. Like we're going deep. We're cracking open our hearts. We're going to hit some gnarly wounds. We're going to hit core wounds. We're going to hit triggers. And and the beautiful thing is is like we actually get to like be with them. We get to love that like small part of ourselves mm-hmm. that is hurting, that is responding, and we get to allow this like you know hopefully better resourced adult version of ourselves to um honor honor the part that's hurting and kind of like guide them through it without without spinning out all over our people like like Bez and I both have been spinning out (laughs) we've taken our we've taken our turns out and it and it's been a great way of like self-managing like I I actually get to spin out spinning out is part of my process Mm. because I'm going to feel this feeling all the way through I'm angry I'm sad I'm jealous I'm whatever I'm hurting this doesn't feel fair and and I need to have this big experience and also trying not to project that all over our beloved especially mm-hmm. um ha- reaching out to each other you yeah. know managing with ourselves like for me it's it's dance um yeah, dance is a big thing, like moving things through my body, uh, and then talking, calling bed, and then reaching out, to, <laughs> reaching out to you. But that, like, I want to like move through this process and investigate a little bit, have some curiosity, love those tender parts, and sometimes loving those tender parts just means letting them explode all over. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, and then when I feel a little bit less um, chaotic, um, maybe investigating with my beloved. You yeah. know, like, and if I feel like I can, if I can feel like I can share it without projecting, I can go right to them. But I don't. I'm really, I'm, I'm like part of this practice with infinite relating is that I really want to make sure I'm owning my experience and my sovereignty in my experience. And I want to be able to say, I'm having this experience. I'm having jealousy. Not you're making me jealous, Mm -hmm. right? Like you did something and now you need to fix it. No, it's like, no, I'm having this expression. I know you love me. I know you care about my feelings. I trust that. And in that space, I can kind of spin out and come to you and we Mm. can kind of be like, okay, now what do we want to do with this? Yeah. Uh, Freya, to everyone out there, <laughs> is so, I just admire your way that you handle jealousy, and I want to talk a lot more about that, because it feels so important for any relationship, but especially in an infinite relationship, which is not necessarily poly, right. but is allowing more room for um, the unknown, you know, yeah. and I think anytime we do that, there's more fear, there's more, so I guess I'm a bullet point person, this is how my brain works, so... I've heard, I heard several nice, what is infinitely, what it's not, bullet points of what you just said that I just want to capture yeah, for my own you. brain, which is that infinite relating does not mean we're not going to feel feelings. Yeah. You know, I think that can be a misconception that like, okay, now I'm infinite relating. And like you said, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be good with everything. I'm going to go with the flow. Like, you know, whatever happens, like it's all part of it. So it's fine. Like yeah. I should only be feeling positive things. And that is certainly not the case yeah. at all. Um, infinite relating includes includes everything it includes jealousy it includes fear it includes lots of pleasure too you know but I think um the difference to me what it is is not allowing my jealousy and this is a growing edge for me because I'm much not as skilled in this area yet not allowing my jealousy or uncomfortable feelings to control me you know or to control the relationship um so, so that's one thing I heard that I, that I think is so valuable. And the other thing is that infinite relating is not a free-for-all. That's a huge misconception, I feel, with infinite relating is that, um, and with relationship anarchy too, which, we, we, which was a big inspiration for us, is like, well, if I'm infinite relating, yeah, I'm not allowed to have any needs. I'm not allowed to have any boundaries. I'm not allowed to ask for 
a lot of the beautiful things that you just stated, you know, like, Hey, I need you closer. Can we be, can we be exclusive this week? I got a big thing coming up at the end of the week. Can you put this on hold, whatever it is. Um, or I need some space, you know, whatever it happens to be. So yeah, infinite relating doesn't mean, um, that it's a free for all, but I think it's, I guess I'm curious if you have, um, or for us to talk about here, like, it's not a free for all, then what is it? You know what I mean? Like, right. like, and, and kind of, this is why we need a podcast on infinite <laughs> relating. And this is why we talk all the time with each other is in any of these sort of, um, I don't know, I'm going to say mystical mm. sort of, you know, nonlinear approaches to life. There isn't, there isn't like the rule book that just says, okay, it's not a free for all, but like, here's, here's exactly the steps to take to become an infinite relator. Like, yeah, we sort of are talking about something that requires a lot of attunement and self attunement, you know, like self awareness, self um, reflection, and then also a lot of like, tuning in with the us between us, you know, uh, even more than tuning in with my partner, I would say I'm more, I more frequently tune in with sort of us, mm-hmm. um, in, in order to figure out like what, what boundaries do I have, you know, or what, um, feels right, finger quotes again, for lack yeah. of a better way to know how to talk about that or what seems appropriate, you know, for me right now, given my values or given my, um, needs and, that's definitely something that I also struggle with as Freya knows, she knows everything um, really heavily is like, cause then all of, all of that, you know, on the one hand, it can seem so, so clean and easy. Like, okay, yeah, I'll just feel my feelings and tune in with myself and, you know, tune in with my partner, this us between us, and then I'll just know what to do and it'll right. be easy. <laughs> like, right. And there's so many other filters that come in, like, past trauma and fear, you know, my own relationship fears from past experiences that I've had and, um, desires, my shame about some of the things I might want that I don't even know how to talk about to myself. Right. Right. Um, kind of admitting the depth of the relationship for me is, is a classic difficult thing to do. Yeah. As opposed to keeping it light and keeping it sort of fun and upbeat. It's like, Oh fuck. Like this is now this is now deep. And like when it gets deep, like it's scary for me. So, um, and I think I got to toss this to you in a second, but like it further sort of complicates it in my mind, even as, as one of the pioneers of infinite relating here that, um, infinite relating, I know for sure is not control. Like if I yeah. ever forget what I'm doing in my relationship <laughs> or with my life, right. I always think it's not control. It's not obligation. It's not expectation. And that's yes. sort of like the thing I know for sure. Yeah. And so when I, for me, this like, okay, it, but it's also not a free for all. Right. So how do I have no control or not no control, but how do I have no unhealthy control, remove obligation, remove expectation and yet still, you know, create agreements with my partner if that's mm. what want, what's wanted or, yeah, have some relationship structure, which we could talk about how that just happened yeah. for both of us. Or, um, you know, like, I think that's sort of this fascinating thing for me, that's exploration in my own life that I'm figuring out in real time. It's like, what's the difference between control and making a request, having a mm. need, like putting yeah. up a boundary, um, I just, I mean, I could talk about that all day because it's to me very fascinating as someone with control issues. Well, and I, I think like the key is, um, 
like in the sex positive community too, it's like allowing ourselves to be messy and allowing ourselves to be awkward. You're and so good at that. <laughs> You're so good at that. <laughs> I, yeah, amazing. look at me. I'm really good at being messy and awkward. <laughs> no, it's incredible though. <laughs> you like, you yeah. let yourself do it. Yeah, yeah. And to be in the space of I don't know. Like yeah. I, that's it. I think I've just, I'm like, I've surrendered to the fact that everything that I was doing before was fucked up and didn't work and hurt me in so yeah. many ways and hurt yeah. people around me. And so now I'm in the, I don't know. I'm mm. just going to live in the, I don't know. I, and I even said when I, like, I, I feel like solo poly was like a really great space for me to like, like reconnect with my center, reconnect and like be able to stay grounded and not lose myself while connecting with other people. Yeah. And that felt really great. And I love, I, yeah, it was really, it was a safe place to grow in. And, um, and that was like, I got to be, I, I don't know, like, this is who I am. And I don't know. And if, if this works for you, great, you know, join me in yeah. this. And if it doesn't be like, don't worry. Um, and then I've been moving into the space of like, Oh, you know what? I think like I've, I've got me, I've built so much trust. I don't lose myself in relationship. I'm not, um, I'm not saying yes when my, you know, my truth is no, like, and so now I'm like, now I, I actually, I desire a deeper, a deeper dive with somebody. Yeah. I want partnership, but even saying those words was so scary. Cause I'm like, but I don't know what partnership means because partnership in the old models meant all kinds of control. It meant all kinds of like, to me, to me, partnership meant a cage. Like someone was yeah. going to put me in a cage and I would lose all, all my autonomy and sovereignty. And so to just be able to say like, yes, I want partnership. And I have no idea what that means. Mm-hmm. And, and now to be entering into partnership and still saying that like, yes, whatever this is, it feels partnery. <laughs> it's happening. It's ha- yeah. but I but I still don't know. And so like so I think that 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 is like that is what it is. It's like I am I don't know. I'm going to have my experiences. I'm going to have my feelings. I'm going to go through this and I'm going to acknowledge that like I may I I don't know how to handle this. I maybe don't know what my need is. I don't know what my boundary is. But if I start with just being honest with myself mm. and honest with my beloveds, that that's like how I get there and so look at me I'm gonna be fucking messy and I'm gonna be awkward and I and I I might might talk to, like I might request a drop in I'm like can we have a talk can we go over this and I I don't even know what I'm gonna ask for yeah. I just I just need to have this experience and I think that when we do that when we get out of our own way we let the stories and conditioning and patterns and walls and everything that's kept me safe or I thought kept me safe to get here when we do that and just like open up to the presence the experience allow the mess, then that, like, that gives spaciousness for the us to come through, for the truth of where this relationship is being guided, um, and that, I think that is, and again, that's, like, where we have to get, get the shoulds out of the way, because if I'm shooting on myself, right. I'm, I'm, I'm out of touch with my truth, I'm out of, I'm out of touch with what I really need, and, and yeah, it's just, like, honoring, like, yeah, I, I have needs, I have wounding, I have trauma, I have, parts of me that are really hard and when I go deep with somebody no matter how beautifully and cleanly we do this those are gonna get triggered and they're gonna come up and I'm I'm gonna fall apart and and that part of me deserves just as much love and reverence and care Mm -hmm. as like the fun exciting sweet pleasure parts you know like and I think that that is what infinite relating is it's like allowing Mm -hmm. all of this and that control means it's we're just going into unknown territory. And because, and that's why we created this because we're like, none of the models we've had have worked. They don't like everything. If you look at it from the outside, all the labels, all of the ideas of what a relationship should be, they were all from, they were outside metrics. 
And now we're like, we're going in, we're like in the dark, we're feeling our way. We're like, I don't know. I'm just going to close my eyes. I'm going to stay centered to my heart and I'm going to feel my way through the dark. And hopefully I'm going to bump into some people who are also feeling their way in the dark with me. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> and we're going to, and we're going to do this. And we're yeah. going to be like, are you here? Okay, I'm here. Mm. I'm here. I'm here and I'm terrified. Yeah. I'm here and I'm jealous. I'm here and I'm anxious and I'm afraid if I speak my truth, you're going to run away and never see me again. Mm. Or I'm afraid that if I speak my truth, I'm going to move to Mexico because right. I scared myself <laughs> so much. Like Bess keeps threatening to do. I do. Yeah. And so it's, <laughs> <laughs> we're, so it's, it's really just like falling in love with ourselves. Mm. Like wow. that is the key. That is what I'm feeling. That is like with this new partnership that is, is something I haven't experienced to the step. That's like, as I fall in love with him, I fall more deeply in love with myself mm. because I'm being more authentic and more real and more raw and messy. And I'm allowing those scary parts to come up. Mm. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> God, I feel like I'm really going to take that image of being in the dark. And I hope, I, you know, hopefully we can bump into some other people in the dark. And the, yeah. the tenderness that I really feel off of you often, you know, yeah. when you speak and share your perspective feels like a very, like a superpower of yours. Mm. And I think it's a tenderness that I feel when I relate with people, but I just don't, my, my system's not initially wired to like put tenderness to notice it or admit it or right. put it in the forefront of my experience. Um, I prefer, I, I, my personality prefers like the harder or the more robust, you know, feelings. Just dive right in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the strength and the power. You yeah. Know? But yeah, it is a very tender experience. And I think just listening to you, it reminded me of, of another concept of infinite relating that I really use as like a huge source of support for me, which is that, we're not trying to get anywhere specific. Yeah. You know, there is nowhere to go. There is no destination aside, perhaps self-awareness, you know, pleasure, even maybe, um, yeah, sort of aliveness, you know, expansion. I like those better than pleasure. Cause sometimes, sometimes deep, wonderful things are not pleasurable, but they are very expansive and very right. alive. You right. Know? Like some of these emotions we're talking about that happen in any relationship. Yeah. So I think when I remember, even right in this moment, remembering that um, no one knows where they're going, we're not, and we're not trying to go anywhere specific. So, so all we do is sort of be present with what's occurring, and like two, you know, intrepid explorers in the dark here, <laughs> be like, oh, I think I heard something over there, and what I heard was my jealousy, or what I heard mm. was my fear, which, like Freya alluded to, has been coming up a lot for me. The deeper I go with Max. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I have been just having a lot of my own um, fear of intimacy coming up with him as we get closer, you know? Yeah. And, and as things start to feel more comfortable, I'm one of those people that when the relationship feels comfortable is when I start to freak out. I think that's some, we're not psychologists or anything. Um, <laughs> But there is some like childhood, you know, trauma response like yeah. that is common that when things are smooth and easy, then some of us can feel sort of threatened by that. And so I've been telling him and Freya that, you know, I've had these impulses to like move to Ecuador. It's always <laughs> south. I haven't never gone to Europe yet. Or, you know, somewhere in South America, like I, I'm, you know, I'm moving out of the country and um, 
And then the other night he and I were hanging out and I was sort of, you know, reporting this information to him and feeling more close and comfortable. And then, and then we actually, I guess I'll just tell the story. We did start talking about jealousy because I've been experiencing some jealousy and just as we're, as we're navigating through discovering what our, how we do relationship, you know, me and him, because we don't have really any agreements yet, you know, mm, at all. We right. have one agreement, which is to consider each other deeply before we are sexual with other people. I want to just like pause and say that again. Can you say <laughs> that again? Because I think that is a beautiful grounding point. Yeah. Like, yeah. We want to consider each other deeply. Deeply. Yeah. Yeah. We have an agreement to do that. Yeah. Before we're sexual with anyone else. Um, and at first that was all I needed. For sure. You know, it's been almost three months that we've been, but it's been like 45,000 years <laughs> in, this, in the other dimensions that we connect in. Um, so, yeah, three months, but feels like a lot longer yeah. based on how much territory we've covered already. And, yeah, at the beginning, I didn't want anything more. Anything more felt very scary because I think it felt too similar to control for me. Mm. Just didn't feel authentic. You know, I didn't know him well enough. I wasn't invested enough in the relationship. It just wasn't, for whatever reason, you know, it could go differently for you or listeners out there or whatever. Every relationship is so unique. But I didn't want any other agreement than that one. And now we've moved into a place of starting to call each other partners without without me getting totally panicky about yeah. it, which is really cute. So, yeah, now I feel like I can totally say I've got a partner and, and I feel it, really good about that. And I want to acknowledge I've, like, been watching you and it was like, I'm not in a relationship. Yeah. I'm definitely not in a partnership. <laughs> like, there was all, again, there was, like, your stories of protection for yourself yeah. and what it wasn't. And this idea of the partnership that you're in, that has been the flow state that has just mm. arisen from your natural connection. Totally. It hasn't been, neither of you have been driving, like, you've done the opposite of driving this towards yeah. partnership. Yeah. And I think that's what's beautiful. It's like... I I don't I don't there's so many things I don't want it to be and and allowing just like for you guys to just fall in love and and come together and be with what is mm. partnership has arisen naturally out of that that's true and that's totally and that, true. that I think is that's like the it yes thank you yeah yeah that's real and primary partnership has Ooh. arisen out of that which was even the thing I wanted less than <laughs> partnership was like a primary in the sense of hierarchy and but that's absolutely yeah that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. That's undeniably what I'm doing. And so I think there is the liberation to an in infinite relating, perhaps of being able to have the field be wide open for what's possible. And then also be brave enough to claim what we're actually doing yeah. you know, and, yeah. and name it and be able to speak about it for now it, with always the opportunity for it to change as it feels right. But to be able to really, yeah, to really be with like, um, be with what's real. Yeah. And I think, again, that sounds so great and it sounds wonderful and easy, but it's, for me, it's, it's not always easy to be with what's real, especially when what's real is really frightening, whether it's frightening in either direction of like, I really like this person, but there's less available here than what I really want. Mm. You know, like I really want, I, I feel crush energy or, you know, romantic energy with someone and it's not reciprocated or something like that. Um, yeah. You know, that's its own kind of fear and pain. And then there's this other type of fear and pain that I've been experiencing a lot of, which is like, wow, this thing is so deep. It's like bringing up all of my fears and my core wounds and, you know, stuff like that. And what I love, one of the things I love about my partner is he's, um, has different issues than me. So, so he, the intimacy doesn't freak him out at all, which I think is part of why it works. Yeah. And so the other day we were talking about my jealousy and some things that were coming up for me, um, 
oh yeah, and I'll talk about agreements in a second, but, and he was like, of course you're jealous, babe, like you're freshly in love and you don't want to share. And I just like <laughs> hid under the covers and was like, I'm moving to Mexico <laughs> or at least San Diego. So you can at least visit me once in a while. Right. I'm not going to go all the way like to Chile, but I'm not <laughs> staying here either <laughs> just, to, just to be present with some statement like that. Like, and it rolled off his tongue so easily. It was like, yeah, of course you're in love. You don't want to share. And to yeah. me, that's like, a sin you know like it's like both being in love and not wanting to share I mean talk about shoulding myself these are two things that like cool conscious Bez like should not you know should be fine with you know I should be fine with being in love I should be fine with sharing and and honestly both of them are really difficult for me sometimes the sharing or the not sharing yeah both both, all of it (laughs) no I mean being in love can be difficult yes even though we think it should be great but it's so vulnerable it's so vulnerable and yeah, and then sharing. And so, you know, I deeply identify as being a poly person and have my whole life, though I've spent a lot of time being monogamous and being really uncomfortable with it. Um, poly is also has its own discomforts. And one of the things that I'm learning, just to wrap it back around to like, infinite relating is not a free for all or free fall through nothing, you know, with, with no rules, is that... Um, he proposed like, well, let's make some agreements about our relationship. And I was instantly like, Oh yeah, you're allowed. I'm allowed to do that. Like, yeah. again, I, I buy all this stuff too. Like, this is how we learn is because we have the same consciousness as all of the world. And so, yeah. Oh, I'm allowed to like be super, you know, infinitely relating, conscious, expansive, you know, wild creature that I am and have a relationship agreements to keep me safe. And he was like, yeah, I would love to make yeah. some agreements with you. I was like, okay, I guess I don't won't move and we'll stay here. <laughs> and how good it feels to know that like your partner also has that desire. Like, yeah. oh, like you actually love and honor our connection so much that it's important for you to to keep it safe mm-hmm. too. Yeah. In a way, in a, like saying you know, of safety is a challenging word in relationships. Like we no, nothing is safe. Right. Nothing is safe. <laughs> Ultimately. And all the ideas of safety, they were they were outside ideas. But but we can like build what feels safe together with these agreements and yeah. Yeah. And to be like, just to be like, Oh, like you're here too. Yeah. And how wonderful. And I think it brings me back to what you said, excuse me, about people, you know, finding each other in the dark, which is that, you know, infinite relating is not about control and it's not about um, requiring my partner to do anything. So I I talk about this all the time. because it's really powerful for me that my partner can do whatever he wants. Like he's a free being yeah. Just so important for me to remember and to keep reaffirming. And so am I. And he can really take any action that he wants to take. Um, and then I get to respond appropriately for me to that. And so I feel like I often say things to him like, it's so cool that we happen to want the same thing. Yeah. You know, because if we didn't, then our rela- I don't know that our relationship would work the way it does. And it's really magical to be in the dark with someone and have that experience happen. Um, but it doesn't always happen like that at all. And so I think, for example, if I were in in an infinite relationship and feeling the level of feelings that I feel for Max, for someone else, just in a different universe, let's say, and they didn't want to make agreements with me. And I felt that I needed some, you know, that's when, and maybe we could do like a whole, we'd need to do a whole other several (laughs) episodes on this, but like, yeah, how do we, um, that's when we get to, you know, in real time discover like what we're made of, you know, in yeah. terms of like, I am, I'm unwilling to control my partner. Cause when I do that, it leads to the ultimate demise of the relationship in my opinion and to yes. my own misery and to their misery. 
Yeah. And I don't want that anymore. Um, but that doesn't mean that I have to be okay with everything my partner is doing or wanting, you know, right. and, and like to be able to maintain that sovereignty of selfhood while also being deeply connected so that he can do whatever he wants and I can respond appropriately with my needs. Um, that, that's a whole other like juicy, juicy topic. To well, that... And I would say, I even feel like there's a, there's an acknowledgement here of like, if the, if you didn't always want the same things, if there was a point where you're like, this isn't, then maybe that's where you back the relationship up a step. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we can't be partners because this isn't compatible. Cause I, there's a part of me that doesn't feel safe with whatever, with our with our shared desires yeah and and I think that is actually is another important piece of what is infinite relating it's like this doesn't mean we break up and we never speak to each other again right this means we back the relationship up to where it was safely working and now now maybe we just have this beautiful deep friendship where we you know we encourage each other to growth but but the romantic part maybe isn't wasn't safe for us because we weren't in alignment and it and I think that's one of the things that I'm really loving and seeing in, in this space is like I don't feel, I don't have defined start and end of relationships anymore because we're allowing them all to be what they're meant to be. So if we're moving towards connection and we kind of hit our end point at like friendship, then great. That's where we are. If we move past it, we go into something more romantic, more central, more sexual, and we, and it it doesn't quite align. Then we back up to wherever it did. And it's Mm. like, there's, there's not like, well, you failed me because I thought you were going to do this or, you know, whatever, or I let you down. Cause it's like, no, it's like, oh, okay. We, we went to our mutual. Yes. We found it. And that's, and that's where we get to be. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And that flexibility, I feel like, um, for me, at least I've stayed in past relationships way longer than was healthy for me because I knew we had hit a boundary crossing for me. I knew it wasn't working but I thought the only option was to leave. I was like, well, right. if someone, you know, like, for example, if, if I say, hey, let's make some relationship agreements, and Max is like, no, which he isn't doing, let's just say, um, that, that's a scary position for me to be in or was in the past because it was like, okay, well, now, you know, now I, the only option is like, well, we break up, you hit my boundary, yeah. and I'm out of here. Now you have to you cut know? your arm off, you never get to see him again. Totally. You know, like, yeah, yeah. very per- important person in your life. Yeah, and that might be an appropriate move at some point, you know, for in a, various situations. You right. know, of course, it's all on the table. Like, you're allowed to leave the relationship at any time for any reason. And never period. speak to them again if that's yeah. what you need. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. No, there's no rule here, but I do like that infinite relating sort of approaches the gray areas of, um, or they're colorful, the colorful areas mm. of, you know, all the different ways that we can stay in connection um, with people that actually work. It's like finding the one that actually works is really what it is. Yeah. 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 Allow, yeah. And allowing each of these relationships to be exactly what it's meant to be, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I want to speak, because we have been talking so much about like how this relates to our polyamorous relationships. Yeah. And I just wanted to like give an, like at a point, like, I feel like if I was in monogamy and my partner and I were like, you know, had this like closed container and I felt like like desire for a coworker or something. Like let's say like I was feeling these feelings or whatever. And like I feel like this is important for that too. Like there's mm-hmm. a way there's a way to acknowledge like this is true, this is real. And if I had a very close container, I would want to be able to use infinite relating in a way that says like I'm having this experience. I want to share my feelings with you. And 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 maybe even be able to say like um, this is what's coming up do you have any needs and boundaries around it? Like, mm. like I feel like it's like, it's just opening up transparency and vulnerability 
no matter what your container is. And you could even, and I feel like even within that, like some people monogamy might be, well, like now I want you to never speak to that person again. And they could make that request and you could be like, yes, I, I honor us so much. I'll never speak to them again. Or you could be like, that doesn't actually work. Can we like, but I can, you know, I won't go, I won't go on lunch dates alone with him or whatever. Like, I feel like there's so many ways, or you could just be like, now that you share this with me, now that you're transparent, you've showed me how much you honor us and our connection. I feel really safe with you seeing this person in community. Like there's so many ways to navigate Mm -hmm. it. And I just want to like acknowledge that, like we're doing it from a much more polyamorous leaning lens, but all of these feelings in every type of relationship are so valid and can actually help us get like more safety and understanding of each other in our processes. And if I know my, that my beloved, um, whatever container we're in feels safe to share like mm. their uncomfortable feelings or desires. Like there's so much more trust in whatever container we're building. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel for me that 90% of the times that I employ infinite relating strategies to my partnership have nothing to do with sex with or attraction to other people. Mm. Like, most of it isn't about that for me. It's mostly about, um, you know, maintaining my personal sovereignty um, in the face of deep intimacy or allowing myself and him to like evolve and grow into who we want to be and who we're meant to be and who we are discovering in ourselves yeah. and then finding ways to stay connected there. It's healing my, you know, my relationship history. Like, yeah, there's so much more that has nothing to do with sexual exclusivity or inclusivity at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's absolutely like so appropriate for, and useful for couples, triads or groups or whatever, or solo person, you know, yeah. to use, to really step into that, step away from the control, away from the obligation, away from the expectations, away from the timelines and to really be present with someone. I mean, especially in like a monogamous relationship where we only have one sexual partner, yeah. like I would want anything I could to like re- keep renewing the relationship and keep that energy fresh and keep myself feeling intimate with my beloved. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean many, like we've talked about and it's well-known fact that like a lot of times, um, you know, despite my, none of my monogamous relationships lasted and I felt very alone in, in, in many of them at points, you know, especially right. like as the relationship degrades. Um, so yeah, I feel like infinite relating has that potential too to really stay help us stay current with each other, present, alive feeling, um, in the moment, like fresh, you know, all these things that I think are so important to monogamous couples too. And we've been talking a lot about like struggle and challenge and pain and because I think that's just been a lot this week. (laughs) But also I want to say like, because I'm allowed to feel all my feelings, because I'm allowed to feel my full depth of suffering and wounding. Mm. And because, so it's, I'm, I'm able to take these protective walls off. I'm able to feel more of my experience. I'm attuning not only to, my challenge, my jealousy, my anxiety, I am, I, like, this is the most sensation and pleasure Mm. that I have ever felt in relationship because I'm allowing it all to run through me. Mm. I'm not blocking it. I'm not numbing myself out. So, Mm. like, that, I mean, that is why I'm doing this. (laughs) Because I want to feel all of it. I want to feel all the juiciness. I want to feel all, like, I want to feel my full Freya experience and that is is allowed to come through and I've been hearing that with you too like I mean we're acknowledging like you know the challenges today but oh like there's just like so much like Hmm. giddiness and excitement and joy and we get to have that because we're not blocking the hard stuff we're just like opening to it all and Hmm. so it all gets to run through us so many orgasms so many orgasms (laughs) 
And so much sensation before we're anywhere near an orgasm. Yeah. I want to acknowledge like that. Okay. Oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, that's a nice place to end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt that, that. I feel like that helped just kind of give some ideas of like, because there is, there's so much confusion about what it is, but yeah. it's, it's the whole point is you, you are the creator of this. Mm, yeah. yeah. This is like your experience. This is like what you, what you came here to do in this vessel. Mm. Right. Fuck yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> Woo! I'm taking that with me. Oh. Thank you, Bev. Thanks, Freya. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope this helped. I'm excited to have many more conversations. Yeah. Same. Thanks for listening to the show. Hang out with us more at infinite relating dot love and stay infinite.